1: Hey, I'm Zach, and
3: one day I'm going to make movies, but right now I'm young, dumb, and not nearly as good-looking as my co hosts So with the help of... I'm Matthew. I'm Rodrigo. I'm Steven. I'm going to learn what makes a movie great by watching all the classics I've skipped over. So pop the corn and turn your cell phone to silent because it's time for a new episode of Zach on Film. Man is capable of galactic exploration. Looking out into the cosmos, flying at ludicrous speed, a crew crash lands on a planet ruled by apes. The apes force the four survivors who sit in front of microphones to talk about films the youngest amongst them have never seen. Those damn dirty apes named it, and they gave it the name, Zach on Film.
1: Hey, Zach. Hey, Steven. Oh, oh. So we're not making you watch a Marky Mark or James Franco movie this week.
3: Nope. Charlton Heston.
1: Give us a rundown, please, of Planet of the Apes 1968.
3: Planet of the Apes. A crew is set up from Earth to d- do something in space. It uh, doesn't matter. They go way far into the future. Uh, they wake up, and it's 2,000 years from the time they left Earth. They crash land on a planet. One of them died, sadly, in flight. The next, the three dudes trek out across this barren wasteland, hoping to find some form of civilization and survive. They find freaking apes that are (laughs) are walking around and talking and hunting humans amongst the cornfield. They go. One of them survives, gets captured. Uh, Apes don't like him. Two apes do like him. Uh, (laughs) We're gonna watch big big lawyer thingy. Yeah. Um, flee the country find Statue of Liberty.
1: This is that movie that is one of the iconic pop culture movies, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. especially from all the quotes that get pulled from this movie. You know, a planet where apes evolved from men, and you blew it up! Damn you! you, (laughs) You blew it up!
2: It's a madhouse! Yeah, that
1: one. I mean, all these things come from this movie, which is... Really interesting from a pivotal standpoint in American history, as well as uh, cinema. Now, this book is based on Monkey Planet uh, by a French writer. Uh, This was uh, adapted and rewritten multiple times.
2: La Planète de l'Essange.
1: Multiple times, most notably notably by Rod Serling, right? Mm -hmm. And if you're familiar with, if you're a Twilight Zone fan, like uh, Matthew and I, and I don't know about Rodrigo, um, like we are... Rod Serling is the classic teller of a tale that has a twist. So when they land and they get to this civilization and they see monkeys riding horses and and uh, shooting guns and doing all these things, wow, that's a real Rod Serling moment, right. right? And then it's not until you get to the very end that you have a another Rod Serling right.
2: moment. Right. Rod can, I, Serling. can I ask
3: Matthew a question since we're on the topic of somewhat Twilight Zone really quick? Hit me. To- Matthew, I have watched about... Six episodes of Twilight Zone. One of yes. them that I watched yes. was an episode where a space exploration crash-landed. They yes. ended up fighting with each other, and they found out they were on Earth. Was that before Planet of the Apes, and was that written by Rod Serling, Sterling. All, tw- all Sar- Twilight Star- Zone,
2: Zone. came out before Planet of the Apes, the film. Mm-hmm. Twilight Zone started in 1960. The original La Planet des Songes. My French is awful. Came out in 63. I believe what you're referring to is I shot an arrow in the air, which I believe is a season two. If it's the one I'm thinking of, is it the one where they kill each other? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that's definitely I shot an arrow into the air, I believe, which would be d. Now I can't remember if it's a season two or if it's a season one. I
3: think it's season one because I found Twilight Zone
2: on Netflix and I was just watching it from the beginning. The guy steals the water from the dead guy. Yeah. And then they're drowned and then it turns out they're on Earth. Right. And I'm like, wait a minute. If you landed on an Earth-like planet within the Earth's, you know, very solar system, how do you not know you're on Earth? And then it ends with the guy crying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is I Shot an Arrow into the Air. And it's definitely a season... One. I'm going to say one. I'm going to go probably one. one.
4: I mean, if he's watching them, but in definitely before if Planet of easy, the Apes yeah, yeah, is the yeah, yeah, short answer. <laughs> or
2: season two, it's almost certainly written by Rod. Okay. Because the cool. early season stuff was almost all written by Odd, by by Rod. I thought for a moment you were going to talk about People Are Alike All Over, which actually starred Roddy McDowell.
1: Nope.
2: No? It's ahead. been a
1: long time since I've seen this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a it's probably movie. been. Uh, and it's probably since uh, late high school, early college was probably the last time I actually watched the full <laughs> movie uninterrupted from television commercials. So I'd forgotten a lot about what was going on in this movie. Yeah, And I think um, from a storytelling perspective, there are a couple of ways that you can view this, uh, Zach. Mm-hmm. One of them is um, kind of a Red Scare doomsday movie where if we don't take care of our business now oh. – we're gonna blow each other up, and this is the planet. It's just gonna be left, right, 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 to monkeys. I mean,
3: he says that. Uh, Taylor says that before he goes into like cryogenic sleep, right, on the plane, and then
1: obviously the mm-hmm. end, right. And so that's you know that's the one big message that I yeah, think yeah, yeah. a lot of scholars really kind of just look at and say, well, this is really the point of the movie, right? Telling people that we have to be aware now because if we don't, we're all right. dead. People
3: really think that's the point of this movie,
1: a or lot like of people the... look at it from oh, that from wow. that standpoint because it is about. It is the end result of a nuclear war. Sure. Yeah. And we as man who see ourselves as the top of the food chain mm-hmm. are relegated to subspecies.
3: Yeah. Right. No, I understand that. I just as uh, overtones for this movie, that being the main one, I wouldn't go with. What would you go with?
1: The whole Snoops trial. Yeah. So in number two is the one that I was sitting there going, oh, this is Snoops, really the, the, Snoops, scopes, the scopes, scopes Monkey scopes. trial. Bad and words. so the Scopes Monkey Trial would have been, what, 1930s, 1940s-ish? Jeez. I forget the exact year. <laughs> but essentially, this is um, evolution put on trial. Yeah. Where they were teaching evolution in school. It was forbidden. Right. Went to big court deal, all that good stuff. Yeah. And that's really what a large portion of this movie is about, where mm-hmm. Zeus and the orangutans, uh, the leader uh, sect of the- of the Cast. Cast of, yeah. the, of the group- is basically there's no such thing as monkeys being evolved from man. Right. Man is below us, always has been below us. There's no way that this could have ever happened. Right. And, mm-hmm. um, Zira and, um, well, Cornelius basically saying, but we do have proof that there is this missing link. Yeah. And the fact mm-hmm. that this, this man is talking shows that there might be this connection that we're not mm-hmm. thinking about. And we want to talk about it more. And, Everybody right. just refusing to believe it to the point where let's cut out the the brain, let's lobotomize them so They're, that they can't do this stuff and, and expose our secret.
2: And um, that is – I mean that right there is a very Rod Serling, very Twilight Zone thing. You take an existing social construct and concern and you make – Remarks and you you critique people's thought processes. Sure, but since you've couched it as science fiction, mm-hmm. it's okay. they don't look yeah. at it. Yeah, you don't look at it and say you're saying bad things about people who and their religious beliefs. No, we're saying that uh, Doctor Zayus is an orangutan from the future. See, yeah, you, well, you've couched it in a terms where people can look at it and, and that, it's not as in your face.
4: That that to me is the greatest strength of science fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a very important science fiction movie just because it's kind of an important movie in in American uh, kind of movie history um, but unlike so many sci-fi movies it doesn't act it's not actually an indictment of science like so many movies are like man hath gone too far science right, right, fiction right. as a genre started out if you if you agree that it started out with Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. That's how it starts, is, man have gone too far. And there's, right. a, there's this constant stream, and you can see that in the atom bomb and say, well, you know, mm-hmm. this has happened. But it's, it's, that's more of a political statement than it is a statement about science. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the very few, really very few pro-science science fiction movies. This yep.
1: is, and also for the time period... This is a movie about interracial sex. Yes. Yes. Because if you notice at the very beginning, three astronauts go up or four astronauts go up. Uh, Two white guys, a white woman and a black man. Mm -hmm. Charlton Heston's character says that they're expected to repopulate a planet if they land on a planet that has no earthly inhabitants. Mm -hmm. So because you've got a black man and a white woman. The implication is they're going to have to get it on. And in 1968, ooh, man, that is not a subject that you want to be yeah. having people talk well, about. A lot of people talk
4: about the, like, that you can look at Planet of the Apes as entirely as a metaphor mm-hmm. for kind of, like, subjugated races. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah and, and not and, just and races, basically, just... Yeah, and basically saying is, like if if people subjugate apes or apes subjugate people like it's the same it's right. the same thing like right. no there's no especially
1: with like animal testing you can read a lot of right that. right absolutely right. Um, you and, and you at...
4: certainly can if you watch the uh rise of the planet of the mm-hmm. apes right which yeah. is you know part of the issue there yeah we're going to be real careful with that
1: cuz uh, certain people get all upset don't do if we don't, do if we don't uh, tell the uh, movies in the right order or get their right okay. names no. oh, okay all right can i do it, no, I'll do it. Okay. we're not even going to do that here Still so, so the the other interesting thing <laughs> Is there is a class system in place mm-hmm. with this, because you have the orangutans are the government rulers. Right. You've right. got the uh, gorillas are the, the enforcers, uh, enforcers right. the, the army. Uh, the, the and then military, the chimpanzee yeah. are kind of like the lower
4: class right. of everyone in the society. So, But they're also the scientists, kind of. Right. Right. To an extent. Yeah, yeah I, mean, they I guess. Still have to, I, no, you're right. They, because the... Um, the orangutans are yeah. also pretty much in charge right. of that. Yeah. yeah, they're in charge of keeping this. I the, feeling
2: the s- that Cornelius and Zira are allowed to be scientists. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And they even say that. they kind of patted yeah. on the head. and Yeah, absolutely. You know, doc- Dr. Zayas is clearly in charge of the science. Right. And I think that part of the problem here is that Dr. Zayas has issues with them, not just because they're doing things that he doesn't approve of, but because they are, in fact, chimpanzees. mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: So Zach, what did you what did, what struck you about this movie when you watched it beyond just uh, theme areas, or did you pick up any other themes that that we haven't mentioned?
3: Um, no, I thought. I mean, I thought the <laughs> no, I thought the, I saw no themes
2: in this film.
3: <laughs> no, I mean, we talked about the man destroying ourselves thing, and that I picked up on that, and the evolutionary science debate. I thought was pretty rampant throughout.
1: What else uh, surprised you or what, what, I mean, when you watch this film, what were the things that you were like, wow, this is a really great movie or this is one of the reasons why people put this in the, in the records and want to preserve it and all of these things. Mm -hmm.
3: Um, Two things. One, I mean, they kind of go together. One that I never thought it was actually weird that apes were like walking around talking. I never at once like, oh. That is totally weird. It just seemed completely normal. And it, like any other animal, I was thinking like, what if the horses that they were riding on were talking? Like that would have felt weird. <laughs> but like the the, the monkeys uh, just walking around talking, that felt really cool. But I think it was because of the prosthetics and the costumes yeah. were yeah. unbelievable, except when they kissed. That was really weird. The
4: kissing, but but it's really supposed big. to be.
3: I mean, yeah, no, that, I agree. It's so
2: damned ugly. <laughs> yeah, that
4: that kiss really brings the uncanny valley home. I think. Oh, yeah, yeah.
3: even like, yeah, yeah, not when uh, Heston kisses her, right? But even when uh, the
4: two scientists kiss each other, like, oh,
3: that yeah, yeah looks the weird. monkeys kissing. That looks each weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But whatever, yeah, but it's because they're Everything not. Everything else looks It's because they're
4: not like flaring out yeah. their lips all the way to their nose. It's just right, like right, chimps, right. They're just do. like running
2: into each other. Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing: I was recently watching TV Land and i you know you watch show and you're like oh you're playing who is that guy who is that guy i saw an actress and i knew her i knew her voice i knew her eyes i knew her her expressions i couldn't figure out and finally at the end of the episode i read the credits and it's kim hunter who played zera yeah mm. and i recognized her facial expressions and her eyes yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah even through that prosthetic
1: well and you have to remember too and if i remember correctly there is a full face prosthetic but it's more so the eyes are basically left untouched so it's yeah. not like you yeah, got a yeah. full head yeah, no, with just the eyes cut out. You've got more of the brow brow yeah. and and uh, high cheek that are part of that a part of that makeup. You know, yeah. the makeup for the time period was really, really advanced oh, yeah. in yeah. trying to get this to look right. but the mouth movements are still really, really stiff. weird. Yeah. Still, still still yeah. stiff yeah. rubbery and if i and if not I remember horrible, correctly, though. this was one of the things that roddy mcdowell was was really. Um adamant about is if you don't get these masks right, there's no reason for me to do this movie because right, you're not going to yeah. be able to see the acting right uh going on through through
0: acting. the makeup
1: mm-hmm. and I think you know in the wider shots, it really really works, but I think it's when you get into the close ups and the mouths are not moving as much as you think the mouths should move, right, yeah, and you still right. see the teeth and the lips yeah. inside the mask moving. That it does kind of mm-hmm. get into that kind of weird zone, but it it's still very very no, believable,
3: very believable. Especially even looking at this, what uh, forty five years yeah. after it was made, yeah. still
1: looks completely believable. The um, as far as the society and the clothing goes, mm-hmm. uh, that was something of debate too. I guess they didn't have the budget that they wanted because the apes were supposed to be living in a very futuristic society. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, um, so they're not supposed to be living in carved out cave type right, dwellings. Right. Mm-hmm. But because of budget and they thought that people would have – would not be able to suspend their disbelief if they were living in like normal situations. They're right. like, well, let's dumb this down and let's make this society – Like an
4: Iron Age society. Yeah, not and, as
1: advanced yeah. as it was. But And that's – that also causes a lot of problems because here they have – Modern rifles Guns. in an Iron yeah. Age. Right, right. Uh, right. They're, um the cages still look like very rudimentary right, cages. Right. I mean, the, you have, like
4: have scientists exploring
1: evolutionary mm-hmm. concepts, right. and you, and yet you have people using a modern hose mm-hmm. to hose the cages down. And so there's that weirdness in there of this weird mix of technology that doesn't seem quite right. right. But looking at it from that, from that detail standpoint,
3: never thought of that actually watch them. I'm like, oh, like oh wait said, why why would they have guns it's like i don't know why are apes talking right. it doesn't matter like once it, you get once right, that's fine. true
4: once you get over <laughs> apes talking yeah, well, yeah, you're you very which mm-hmm. is not I, I i don't know i mean it's 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 like the first step to getting into the movie but i think the movie is actually legitimately good after that oh, yeah, it's not yeah. like yeah. you're like yeah. sure why not <laughs> you know i mean like really once you get over the fact that it's apes talking like it, and they you're just you're just prepared for what the movie's actually doing, which is, you know, doing that great sci fi thing of making you think about something. Whatever mm-hmm. the hell you're actually right. reading into it. And right. you know,
1: they basically set up even though we know that they're heading back to Earth, mm-hmm. they still set up that moment of well, we must be on a different planet you know, a thousand yep. years past where we were supposed to be. And so that sets up in your mind, oh, here is a planet where apes are different from man. Right. This is a different part apes of the solar system.
2: from men,
1: And you know, that really, I think, makes it overall work. But if you really start to dive down into the, well, why do they have modern hoes? Why do right. they, this right. isn't even. Why
4: does, why does everything look like it was made even, by people's? Yeah, this yeah. doesn't even look industrial age stuff. Yet why, don't they they, a, why don't they have guns for their little hand feet? Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, there's think,
1: highly detailed carved um coffin at the uh, funeral scene mm-hmm. and it and it just sometimes and yet they've got a cave that they're right because right. that's yeah, where yeah, people yeah. associate monkeys to live if they've seen apes, at the zoo.
4: apes are just way better about living naturally yeah, they're yeah, like totally. why should i build a house when i have this perfectly fine cave yes. to live in i <laughs> yes. just need they're to bring in all my modern things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. my hair dryer yep. i guess in this case fur dryer my my paper you know, pay. how do they create paper? Yeah. You know,
1: if they if there aren't Silent, a lot of trees around, people. They're people. Not.
2: it's people <laughs>
1: well,
4: it could be parchment it could be vellum. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, I don't know the way it crumples and flies and all that. Stuff. That's true. But I, you know, I can suspend all that stuff. But I mean, sure. the main reason why it's that way, is from a budget standpoint. And would the audiences believe monkeys and skyscrapers kind of thing?
2: I think probably would. But you also would have an additional problem. Because you have, I think part of the reason that this film works is because you have that separation of modern society from what's going on to where it looks recognizable. It looks Mm -hmm. like, okay, these are things that we recognize. You know, we understand that there's a hose. We understand that there are guns. But I think making it too modern would also tip their hand about the big twist at the end.
4: Sure. Here's the other thing. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, you're good. Um here's the other thing this is you can read a further theme into it which is that the apes feel themselves to be superior to humans right and they are nowhere near the technology level of the society that came before which is kind of an echo of what happens all the time in like actual archaeology where people are like hey, guys, did you know that, like, the Mayans had all these concepts that, mm-hmm. you know, the Western world didn't develop until, like, 100 years later? Right. Huh, that's weird. You know, it's uh, we always feel that we're so much more advanced than right, even right. previous generations, you know, so much more enlightened. And then you go back and you say, oh, well, all of these issues in American society, for example, started out 20 years ago. Right. 30 years ago, that wasn't a problem. Right. You know, that right. Kind of, even that kind of thing. yeah, yeah. I think
1: the other thing that we only find out at the end is when they're in the cave with these artifacts that suggest that there was a human civilization mm-hmm. before apes, and this is the missing link. Little baby doll, and and the little baby yeah. doll says, "Mama." Uh, humans don't talk. Why would they have a baby say, "Mama"? Uh, Doctor Zayas, and this is the
2: <laughs> Doctor Doctor This is the Dr. problem Zaius,
1: with, and, and another societal message is: be aware of who you are putting in charge of things. Be aware sure. of your government because. Zaius and the other keepers of the faith, whatever they're called, um, know that humans existed before. They know what happened before. um, And they know that man is not to be trusted. So they put a lot of effort and energy into trying to wipe out man like he were a scourge or a menace. um, Not for he's ruining our habitat, but because they fear that yeah. Eventually, these guys are going to get smart enough to where they're going to bang two rocks together and we're all going to die. Right. And that cover-up mentality is very interesting, too, of mm-hmm. being very suspicious of everyone, knowing the truth, but right. really hiding and
2: burying that your truth. Your
4: government is lying to you yes. yeah. Yeah. is a huge theme of Planet of the
1: yeah, yeah So
2: is Killian.
1: But the, uh, the big reveal, of course, uh, at the end, Zayus just wants to be rid of uh, Blue Eyes, Taylor. Um, bright eyes. Bright eyes, sorry. And um, is willing to make any concessions and is just like, fine, go right out into the waste yeah. and just be aware that you're not going to like what you find. Mm-hmm. So, if, right. And again, almost maybe a warning of those who seek truth yeah. may get exactly what they want. Right. right. And in Taylor's case, he discovers the Statue of Liberty, which another question is, would it really have been around for 2,000 years after? It probably yes, would have crumbled? to – Probably, probably would have crumbled forever. to uh, to dust. Well, um, but, and it's um, not in great condition. No, it's no. not. Um, but then he makes the realization that, oh, my God, this is my planet. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: it's, it's, know, the radioactivity
4: cleaned it up a little bit.
1: <laughs> Maybe.
2: Exactly. And, and that, that strengthened it. It actually bonded with the polymer shell. Mm-hmm. But when you look at that sequence, it is a thunderbolt and even knowing because the first time I saw this movie, I know how it ends. We all know how it ends. I mean, this is, this is something that has been parodied from here to eternity, which is another movie that's been parodied. but you get to a point where it doesn't matter that moment where he falls down in the surf and you're like, Oh, holy crap. This is, you know, it's very powerful. Even knowing the Shyamalan twist going in. Mm
4: -hmm. Well, and it's a, it's a good movie. So even if even going in knowing the twist the movie lulls you
1: oh, in like absolutely it just
2: it, absolutely. it makes you forget. Yep, well, it does.
1: And more importantly, I don't think it makes – are you saying it makes you forget the ending? It makes I, you I,
2: forget that the I that think the you get caught up in the events okay. of the
4: movie yeah. and then when you see the ending you're like, "Oh crap, yeah." Yeah, and I That's what that I does.
1: can see that. I think more importantly going in knowing what the end is, mhm. You have more time to reflect on what you're seeing immediately, right, as right. opposed to what's this big twist that everybody's sure. talking about? Right. They, they say it's an ending that I'm not going to believe, uh, as opposed to sitting there and going, oh, wait a minute. In 1968, I remember 20 years ago when there was a huge trial about this stuff. Right. Somebody look up when Scopes Monkey, let me look it up here.
2: 1943.
4: This episode brought to you by Scopes. <laughs> the Scopes Monkey Trial. Do not accept inferior monkey trials. 1925. So 40 years ago, people
1: were forbidden of talking about this. 40 years prior to this movie, people were forbidden from talking about this. So it's still got to be somewhat controversial. And so you can, excuse me, sit there and reflect on that while you know the ending. Or you can reflect on, what does this say about society? Or you, excuse me, uh, reflect on a lot of different themes that pop up here and really get to thinking about it. So removing that, removing that uh, surprise... I think in in subsequent viewings really has a benefit to that. Right. I mean, you get a reflection.
2: Yeah, sure. The surprise is never entirely, at least for me, never entirely dampened, never entirely mitigated. You know, it's coming, but the way the story builds to it is done well enough that you won't necessarily ever forget, but you can get into the story enough to where you go, okay, this is, this is going someplace cool. And then you get to that, dumb, bah, that little bang at the end, and you're like, okay, that was awesome. I like that build. That was good. And the baby doll says, Mama!
1: Zach, is this a movie that you would watch again now after you've seen it? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Why don't we jump into uh, some of the people that made this show possible?
3: You know, let's do that, because those people are really awesome. good at supporting our shows and just waiting for me to scroll to their names. Those people are so patient. <laughs> uh, those people like David Marble, Ethan Martinez, Cara Moiser, Christian Fisher, Kayla Brown, Alastair Shield, Puntus Hollen, Seamus Dor, Seamus. Oh, Seamus. 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 Fabian Cuné and Ryan Roger. Thank Rain. you. Rain. Nah. H-
1: It's pronounced Boehner.
2: No.
3: (laughs) No. Uh, Thank you for your support of Zach. Also
2: Mosher, I'm pretty sure. Mosher, yeah. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Mm. You're a pronounced Boehner. Mm. Um, Interesting. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs)
1: Later, Boehners. (laughs) We are also at the cusp of technological changes in our movie making. Mm -hmm. Um, When we look at this, especially that final scene of the Statue of Liberty, what we're looking at is a matte painting, a matte painting done in the traditional style of We've got to lock down a camera. We've got to paint it from this perspective, and giant glass, Seriously, all of that, that stuff. Yeah, this is mad. still this was still going in on that time. This was not a a holdout mat or anything like that. It's just literally the painted glass that we're shooting through and getting all that stuff with the action happening in the foreground. Wow, um, you know, today it's not until mm, I want to say a few years later that we start to get into some of the first digital mats, mm-hmm.
4: um, masking
1: and yeah, and masking. But this is a you know, From a technical side, really impressive bit of artistry that's going on throughout the entire movie that is just seamless, that people just don't see uh, and are not aware of. And so if you're not familiar with the, the matte painting process, literally you go and build a deck, you set your camera on and you lock it down and you put a big piece of glass um, in front of the camera and a painter, an artist comes in and paints in an addition to a castle or puts a... Statue of Liberty in this shot and literally has to paint it to match the live action going on on the other side of the glass, and it has to be done from the perspective of that right. camera, and mm. if you change that camera or move that camera, even an yeah, inch... It doesn't work. It throws everything off yeah. and you can tell that it's fake. And it, so it works the, really well. Even
3: the shots like looking through the... The crown and stuff are all matte paintings?
1: No, those would probably like be some sets, kind of a miniature, yeah, yeah, miniature that you're something. looking through. Okay. But, uh, so just the final shot. Just the, that final shot. Definitely a matte shot. painting. And there are yeah. some others like that, too, uh, that you can see in there. A lot of the uh, wide lake shots mm-hmm. um, are that way. Um, what did you think of the pace of the of the story?
3: Oh, I thought it was paced really well. <laughs> um, sorry, I was looking at a recreation of the final scene that had a nice little sunset. Is it, it, really, it the one that really, has the Simpsons really in it? Threw me off.
1: No, it's okay. not.
3: It's really weird. I don't understand it, but whatever. Uh, the pace <laughs> of Planet of the Apes, I thought was really well done because we'd have um, big crazy, uh, or we kind of started off in a lull, like talking about Earth and stuff, and then crazy Rex scene, and then. You'd go into a, this crazy walk in the desert, and then huge chase scenes would happen, and then you get like ex- sequences of explanation of like who the apes are, kind of, and what what the deal is with the culture, and then Charlton Heston would freak out and try to kill someone, and then you'd have a nice little chase scene, and pretty much that throughout the whole thing, but it was nice,
4: <laughs> right? Some good good shots of Linda Harrison. Oh yeah,
1: is that John oh, well. Harrison's wife? Or, or yeah. Is that his wife? George Harrison? George wife. Harrison's wife, I mean. Sorry. Is it? The Beatle? Yes. The girl that doesn't talk? The girl that doesn't talk Nova. She was pretty. She actually talks in one of the follow-up movies. Oh, she's, I couldn't yeah. tell you which one. They
2: couldn't sell her in Mexico, by the way, mm. because her n- never went She's pretty. Skip it. That's a different Her and case. Charlton
3: Heston would be an
1: attractive couple. Well, why do you think they were put in the same cage together? They said they want to see these
4: two mate. Yeah. 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 Pervert. Pervert
2: scientists. <laughs> pervert scientists, But... They just if, recognize
4: good breeding. Yeah. I mean, Charlton Heston it, has great teeth. He shows
2: sure them yeah. to you all the time. <laughs> he's, I mean, he's got a jawline that could cut glass. Would
1: you wonder, I mean, again, going back into some potential story flaws, <laughs> you know, they're looking in Charlton Heston's mouth. Right. Unless he's got a perfect set of choppers, wouldn't you think at some point when they're looking in his mouth going, this
4: man has fillings. Sure. I mean, well, I think, I think system. honestly, the first thing that gives it away is, <laughs> these apes speak English. Well, this is before he's talking. This is when he's first
1: brought in and they're doing the transfusion. Yeah, but he can clearly right. understand, though. Yeah. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, what about uh, camera uses? Um, I did have some issues with some of the camera issues. Okay. In their use of Zoom. Because...
3: Remember, Zoom good.
1: Lens just starting to become very popular around this time. Oh, so exciting. Yeah. Here's this new technology. Yeah. Let's show it they off. They totally like the Zoom.
3: things. Uh-huh. That was not well done.
4: Unmotivated Zoom. zoom. Yeah, it's completely I pol- motivated. I think I've
1: polluted Zach on the zoom. Zooms well, you should no, never do. No, you know
4: what? You know what? It's good. Like... You have to teach him those fundamentals. Like, yes. everything has to be motivated. And then when he's a filmmaker, he can decide what rules to break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, all the push slides that I use for my shows. hmm You know, I don't always use straight cuts. Like, I, you know, if there's, That's, like, a motivated mm-hmm. thing, you're just like... Zroop.
2: Yeah. In uh, this case, I actually agree with Stephen, And, you know, the, the unmotivated use of those things can be really, really difficult
4: to get around. It's jarring, yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah,
3: uh, I really liked the uh, crazy crash landing scene where everything was just all crazy. Yeah, that was really cool. Just like whipping the camera around and crazy things. That was really cool.
1: So it wasn't until uh, zoom lenses have been around since the eighteen hundreds. Yeah. Um, we have seen zoom lenses as early as the 1920s, but it you yeah. didn't receive a technical Oscar until 64 for um, zoom lens use. So from yeah, and they weren't on, they
4: weren't really incorporated until no, the early 60s. Right. Definitely. So was, I would say mid
1: 60s is where you start to see it. When yeah. you start seeing, uh, didn't we watch um, Dirty Harry? No one of these. We haven't. Yet, yeah, no. we haven't. No. Are
4: you sure? No, yeah. we haven't done Derek. Absolutely. At we least not that. one that I was on. I'm pretty sure. No, we I haven't.
2: haven't. Watch Dirty Harry in oh. The only
4: western we watched
2: is
1: Dirty Harry's go. not a western. Whatever.
4: It's cop drama. Oof, whatever. Clean is Kino. if
1: Clean is is, is is in it, it's a western. It's a western. Grand
4: Torino, <laughs> western. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> All right. So, uh, but you know Republican National <laughs> Convention, <laughs> western.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> um.
2: Aye. so that, <laughs> that joke
4: is going to be so old someday like mm-hmm. there's gonna be some kid that Zach's that age in
2: like 20 years now.
4: that's true actually i guess that's
1: true. i don't know there
4: wasn't an, actually an x ex, uh
1: X K C D kcd joke uh-huh that was like uh basically pondering when this when uh may the force be with you would go out of existence and it's a guy on a hovercraft saying see you later may the force be with you what does that mean? I don't know. My grandmother said it once. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, at what point will that ever yep, go yep. out? It um, won't. But things do go out of style. The zoom lenses. We still see the zoom shots yeah. in, in a lot of these things. What else uh, from the from the cinematic style did you notice? <laughs> this is to, to use Zach.
3: No, I understand. I just got to process things. Just I write sure, things yeah. down. And well, then, So share
1: some of your notes. What what notes do you uh, have? Maybe we should just have, yeah, we're just
4: have a segment called Zach reads from his this notes. Is, this is the part of... That monkey is kind of sexy. That's This is the part of the class where the teacher walks up to you and grabs your I'm notebook really gonna, and sees that you've been doodling on really things. You're really going
3: to hate my notes. They're go not through them. Long. That's fine. Uh, Love the music. The music was that's, awesome. That's a great... No, that's, yeah, there that's you go. Good, yeah.
1: what, what was great about the music?
3: It was all like... It was felt. It, it felt like really weird, and the weirdness was cool. It was like drums and pianos. Well, and but weirdness. even the beat of the
1: drums are yeah. a little off. They're not a, on a normal four-four. Yeah, like yeah,
3: yeah. And surely, I mean, this thing has been parried all over the place. I totally recognized it when the credits started. I was like, I've never watched this movie before, but I absolutely recognize this music. Mm -hmm. I don't know where from. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming it's probably like Family Guy or something. Family Guy, The Simpsons, Simpsons. (laughs) Futurama.
1: Everybody's done it. Yeah. Everywhere
2: Uh,
3: else. Loved the makeup costumes. Morton Hack. You did costumes. Congratulations, Morton Hack. I think you got an Oscar, so this probably doesn't matter to you. Uh, Zooms zooms equals bad. Okay. Uh, um, Then I, I, I pondered a little too hard on the overtones. Okay. Question mark.
4: It does. It does have strong themes. Yeah. That. Those are my notes. That's it. I've I heard worse. You.
3: I told you. My notes were my... Some movies, moss notes. Other movies, no notes.
1: We're going to make you do that every week now. Just kind of uh, read from your notes. I will do that. Hopefully you have some that are longer than that. <laughs> I'll in the future. try next week.
2: <laughs> Hi, my name's Bingo. Can I have a banana? ook. Ook.
1: Uh, Zach, please go visit a go do a search for um on the web for the fifty greatest matte paintings of all time. Okay. And you will see a bunch of before and afters of the matte paintings oh, and what before what and these mat matte painting artists do. Oh, sweet. Obviously if you are a member of the uh, Major spoilers, VIP. You've probably heard our commentary about Raiders of the Lost Ark that came out in September of 2013. Um, Raiders of the Lost Ark has one of the most famous map paintings of all time. It's that yeah, warehouse, Harrison scene at Ford. The, <laughs> it's that <laughs> warehouse scene at the very end, um, where the guy's just going down that hallway. That's all hmm. painting, that's except for the painted? area where, except for where he's walking, uh, that's all painted.
2: Now I'm gonna cry.
1: There is, you know, there's something to be said about old school techniques of doing things you know because when you look at when you look at that when you I, look at that warehouse scene or when you look at these people in their ape prosthetics or you look at the statue of liberty mm-hmm. there is a, a sense of fantasy that goes into that right but when mm-hmm. we start incorporating digital technology and suddenly that matte painting is actual geometric renderings inside right, of right. a machine
4: with with mathemat- mathematically um accurate ray trace lights yes and 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 haze. Mm-hmm. Like and what is mm-hmm. that called? That haze effect. Yeah. Like that blueing haze effect. And yeah, it's the Da Vinci that, thing.
1: Atmospheric. Atmospheric, thing. yeah.
4: Yeah. Um
1: there's something I think lost in that. And if you go and look at some old classic Star Trek TV yeah. shows, for example, when Mary, you've seen that spaceship the, fly around and you compare it to the CG spaceship, yeah, the CG spaceship looks cool. But it's lacking something. Mm-hmm. And I think, it's, I think it's the believability in life, that human touch that goes into it.
4: The, the entirety of Mary Poppins is like matte painted. Like oh, yeah. Any, yeah. any time you see London, yeah. that's a painting. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, there's
1: a great those, those shot. those
2: cartoons, those were also painted in.
1: Yes. <laughs> there's a great <laughs> shot in real time, too. Yeah. Um,
4: there's
2: a great like, shot. Man, that guy in... can
4: draw penguin really quickly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there's a great shot in The Sting that we've watched. Mm -hmm. That is Chicago, that when you see that shot, and I was Mm -hmm. surprised too when I learned about this, where you look at it and you go, oh my gosh, that's a painting because it looks so real. But if you had to do that in CG, yeah, I know we see a lot of that today in CG. Mm -hmm. Um, What was a movie recently that takes place? Oh, Zodiac um, is done as a digital um, recreation of San Francisco as a digital matte painting. And yeah, it looks somewhat believable, but I don't know. I think there's something about the practical effect the stuff that has, hasn't been retouched mm. and modified that still has something to it. I
3: mean, you're looking at something that, that's been filmed on film also, so it's going to have that film look instead of digitally processed over Filmed whatever. on film. Yeah.
2: Du, 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 du. Uh,
3: one other thing I didn't write down, but I thought I'd bring up Brain. Yes. Nice. Uh, I don't think you could make this movie the way you did now. Mainly because you would never get actors to wear full face masks well, all the
1: time. But now you get. Have you seen you the Monkey that... Mark uh, Planet of the Apes? No. No. They actually got Charlton Heston to put on a, uh, an ape uh, face.
2: Yeah, but Tar- Charlton There's, Heston and Hell like, Charlton Carter. Heston yeah. is like 85.
1: You're not getting like James Franco to put a
3: monkey mask on the entire Well, movie. in fact, you James know, you Franco look at-
2: didn't play a monkey. But
1: that he does point out something that I was just no, all the item. apes today are completely CG.
4: Yeah, yeah. You got you got Zoe Zaldana yeah. to voice a giant blue chick.
2: That's very true. That's but she true.
4: wasn't. But that's I think that's what he's. Oh, doing. Yeah, you're
2: she's saying not putting the, on the inconvenience yeah, yeah, of the yeah, makeup yeah. Is
4: Have you seen the Grinch? No, like that's a good point. Jim Carrey, that makeup on Jim Carrey, oh, like God. literally, they had to. Uh, this is I believe an actual story from the set. They had to br- bring in a Navy Seal. To teach him like pain management techniques from mm-hmm. how like just like immense that makeup was I, to turn I him into bet, the Grinch. I
1: well, would bet if that movie were made six years after that movie were made,
4: that the would Grinch be would, be would be completely CG. CG. Well, the whole movie would have to be CG because everybody has like well, I guess now they did like the Who Yeah, the, the Who knows.
1: That. But you know, what you're talking about, Zach, with the monkeys in the New Planet of the Apes and the um Rise, rise of, the, rise of, the, of planet the Planet of the Apes. Of the Apes. The Apes. Completely CG monkeys.
3: Isn't it the guy that does Gollum? Yeah. Does yep. the, Andy Serkis is Andy
1: Serkis, uh, the, yeah, the Serkis. main monkey. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. And by the way, we keep using apes and monkeys interchangeably. Let me just throw it in. Not. We know that they're not. All of the characters that appear in this movie are apes. They're not monkeys. They,
2: they don't have tails. They don't have right. tails. Well, That's right.
4: and really the morphological difference is more than tail Because technically there are monkeys without tails, but it's like a more of a nasal structure issue. But yes. That's that's a good rule of thumb. My
2: name's Rodrigo, and I like to make Matthew look silly. <laughs> it Rodrigo.
4: doesn't take Rodrigo to do that. Rodrigo,
2: shut no your things. hole. <laughs> yeah,
4: that's, that's more of an alley-oop situation.
2: <laughs> well, I alley-oop your head.
1: What? So, um, Zach. Yeah. Two questions. Lamb on me. First question: What did you learn from this? I what learned. Techni- what is something that you can carry forward? Into your uh, life as a movie movie guy,
3: I learned a couple of things. I'm not even like a big pause this week like I normally do. I'm just going to go right into this question. Bam, bam. Look at that. Bam. Zooms can really be disorienting. I never really thought that too much uh, before this movie, but I think I finally saw a movie where they were just throwing zooms in there for no apparent reason. Like we've watched. I mean, Jaws. They did the 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 dolly zoom. Right. To go to the dolly zoom, but that is like. Yeah, it's motivated. It's completely motivated, and if you don't really know what they're doing, you don't really know if they're doing a zoom. This one is clearly like, you're at the top of Statue of Liberty, and you zoom all the way to the beach. I was like, dumb. So, have motivation for the things you do with a camera in a movie. And two, from a storytelling point, I think, uh, I know sci-fi is very much known for having uh, social commentary run throughout their stories, which I really enjoy about sci-fi. I thought at times this one got too much into that. But that could have been my personal upbringing, background, coming mm-hmm. into watching this movie.
1: Mm-hmm. second question. Yeah. Did your girlfriend watch this with you? She
3: watched about the first 45 minutes since she fell asleep. But she liked it up to that point. She's just tired there all the go. time. She goes
1: <laughs> sleep early. You might want to go have that checked out. If she's falling asleep. Man, she fell asleep at 2 a.m. <laughs> What's wrong with this girl? Nah. 2 a.m.? Well, I'm saying you when be you're watching 2 a. M. these movies... Oh. 2 a. No, we I actually, was watching this movie at like, 2 a.m. and she fell asleep it's like 45 11. minutes into
3: it. We said like 11.
2: 11?
1: Rodrigo? What, am I, what are you asking are, me? Here? Are we doing... Uh, do we fling a banana or fling some poo this week at Zach for his... Uh...
4: <laughs> well, usually usually my...
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Pooh is funny. The yeah. third
1: thing you can learn from this, Zach, is poop jokes
4: are always funny. Yeah, yes. not a single poop joke in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's because this movie's classy. Uh, Unlike oh, this podcast.
2: Gotcha. My name's Rodrigo. And- Wait,
4: what? This
3: one, Oscars. We right. don't win anything.
4: We are unlikely to win an <laughs> Oscar for Zach on film. It's yes. possible. No, it could happen. Um... Now, usually my concern in our podcast is, are we given, in this podcast, is are we given enough consideration to the themes, not just the technical aspect? And we started with that, and Zach seems to really have thought about them. So yes, I think that he definitely passes as far as I'm concerned. With a banana.
1: I give you a banana as well, Zach. I like bananas. No cramps for Zach.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And Matthew... (laughs) <laughs> I was going to give him a banana until he said that. You eat bananas so you don't get cramped. Yeah, horrified. it's potassium.
4: Is, potassium, potassium fixes oxygen potassium to your muscles blood. or something. Yeah. What?
3: Bananas are good. Monkeys don't cramp. Just continue talking.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to anymore. <laughs> you frightened me. <laughs> yeah, you did all right.
1: Oh, thanks.
3: So that's going to wrap it up here. I succeed this week. Next week. Oh, we'll we're taking a break next them. week, right?
1: Isn't next week we're taking a break?
3: We are. We are taking a break. Okay. Yeah. But the week after that, we'll be back on Zach on Film. But before that, go to MajorSpoilers.com, Find the podcasting posting page. I love saying that. Uh, Give you all your comments and feedback about this episode and your thoughts on Planets of the Apes. Planet of the Apes. Head to the front page. Click on that Amazon.com link. It'll take you to Amazon.com where you can find all of your banana needs and monkey masks goodness. Oh, I love it, Zach. Yeah. And none of that will cost you any extra for going through the link, but a little bit will come back to us to keep what we do going. So next time when we are back, we will be talking Raging Bull on Zach on